Uh, all right, let me tell you about American financing. No, pre- no time like the present to get your finances under control. I was just in the break reading uh, another story here. Let me see if I can find it about what the Fed is going to do. Federal Reserve expected to take a very big step towards its first rate, rate hike today. Um, this will... This will change the economy and not necessarily for the good uh, to, to a good way. And it will also block you out of saving some of the money that you can you can get right now with American financing. You can if you're if your payment is in the threes or above your interest rate, please call American financing today. If they signal this hard, you'll start to see the banks start to raise the rates. Uh, on you, <laughs> not on them, but on you. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Please do this today. Americanfinancing.net. Americanfinancing.net, falling deeply in love with Elon Musk. I mean, I know I know that we don't agree on an awful lot, but this guy is just nonstop afraid, which I love. Yesterday, Elon Musk, no, non no, 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 nonstop unafraid. Thank you. I was going to say, non-stop, that's not something I yeah. usually would see you praising. Right, nonstop unafraid when it comes to really any subject. Yesterday, he, he got into a Twitter war with uh, Elizabeth Warren. And to say there were no survivors on Elizabeth Warren's side, I think is safe. I think that's safe to say. We'll tell you about that. And more importantly, does that indicate that the conservative point of view is winning? I want to explain a thought on that. It's the answer is yes and no. And both of them, I think, are good. But we'll share that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. What distinguishes a truly great real estate agent from merely an adequate one or worse, a bad one? Question on my mind several years ago. That's the question that eventually sparked the idea for the company I started called realestateagentsitrust.com. Right now, the housing market is running with its hair on fire, and nobody knows when things are going to calm down. You need somebody to help you safely navigate these tricky real estate waters and get safely where you're going. It's Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a free service to you. Our way of ensuring that you're going to get the best agent possible to help you through the process. Somebody who knows the best practices, who's dedicated to making sure that you have the best selling or buying process possible available to you. Our agents are in it to win it for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So Elon Musk, yesterday, he was named Times 
the Time Magazine's 21 uh, Person of the Year. So Elizabeth Warren tweets, let's change the rig tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Musk followed up saying, stop projecting. <laughs> you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Mm. In another. That is her profile. It is. It is. She's she's angry. She's always angry in that, oh, that voice. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is why, of course, she didn't even come close to winning the primary. I think she did better than Kamala, though, oh, well, didn't she? Yeah, right. I mean, that's not a standard, yeah, okay. though, is it? All right. <laughs> is that really a standard you're shooting for? In another tweet, he said, oh, please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And I love this guy because he just... He says out loud what a lot of people think, and he is a guy who I have real problems with at times because now he's saying, you know, no subsidies should be available. Well, after he got his subsidies. So is he kicking the door behind him to stop everybody else or is he really had a change of heart? Hopefully he's really had a change of heart, um, but I don't know. But here's what I want to here's what I want to talk to you about. I'm not sure. If the people that we have, quote unquote, coming over to our side have actually really changed other than they realize their side is really dangerous now. So, in other words, are they like Republicans that joined the Tea Party that realized I got to be out of this Republican Party because it doesn't they don't stand for anything. And we realize that. And while we torch the Republican Party, many of us will still vote for the Republican Party. Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not sure if these guys have had a real awakening to our argument or they're now seeing the people they've been standing in the room with. And they're like, I don't want to be with these people. This is crazy. And so they've revealed themselves as the true, more libertarian liberal that they always have been. Hmm, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You see saying. what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, the Overton window is, a, is, is, is back hard. in, in yeah. effect here. We talked about this with Bob Costas the other day, who, right. you know, he had this call with Jim Garrity, uh, who, who had criticized him for some of his monologues about guns and the Washington Redskins team name and said he was, you know, as we did as well, that he was, Bob Costas seems like a crazy liberal. And Costas called up and said, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm not far left. And just the fact that he would want to disagree with being outed as a, someone who is far left indicates he probably isn't far left. Because no, AOC never comes up and says, no, I'm really not socialist. That's not what these people do right. anymore. Th right. That's an old era of, of, of liberal. And what's weird is they are now separating themselves. They were the ones who would have said, Glenn Beck's crazy, saying that everybody's a Marxist. You know, we're not Marxist when, you know, Newsweek magazine ran the headline. We're all, <laughs> we're all Marx now. socialists yeah. now. Um, and they were the ones that would jump on the bandwagon defending the people who were on the Democratic side that were truly Marxist. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Did they just not believe that? Or have they had a uh, an awakening to Marxism? Were they always part of right. this kind of Marxist soup? And they've just backed up and said, okay, this is not going to work here. Or were they just truly a blind liberal that were just thought the party is the party and we're not Marxists? Yeah, maybe they thought it was just overblown. Republicans were were saying these things and they're not true. And to be fair, there were a lot more on the left side that weren't Marxist. I mean, Joe Biden used to very much sound like a normal Democrat. If you go back to the 90s, you can go back to the 90s. We were talking about this with San Francisco a little earlier when it comes to crime. There's a version of Joe Biden that could do very well in this country today. The 1994. That's the, version, that's the version that people voted, thought they were going to get. Thought they were voting for. Yeah. And that's why he got elected. And right. you go back to 1994, he's got the crime bill. He's trying to hold people accountable for, for criminal actions. Now he's saying that was racist and I apologize for it. When that sort of action is needed most, as we're seeing in San Francisco now. Um, so I think it's come a long way. You know, uh, Elon Musk, it's, I don't know I mean, exactly where he comes from on the subsidies sort of thing. He's now saying he doesn't want them for anybody, anybody which I love. I, I mean, that's too. what I believe as well. Uh, how, however, obviously, his company was built on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tesla was built on. It. That's why I wonder, is he kicking the door closed for everybody else? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think either. that's him. Mm-mm. You know, maybe he just. We, we he didn't didn't emphasize it a lot back then or maybe he just liked the idea that he could yeah. get his company started i don't know uh, but you left out i think the most important part of, of this exchange with elizabeth warren when he points out uh he will pay more taxes than any american in u.s history this year now this is elizabeth warren is so dumb that she's actually criticizing a person for not paying taxes who's paying the most taxes of anyone in history has there ever been a bigger miss of a tweet than Elizabeth Warren's. <laughs> think about it. Seriously. We're I seeing don't that he's paying more taxes he's paying than more, anyone in history. He's paying more than anyone in history, and she said he paid nothing. There is literally no way to miss more than she missed. And uh, George Washington never died because he <laughs> is Satan. <laughs> I died. I guess. But we, and that's questionable. You know, you could still question. Maybe. We can't quantify that. We can quantify the Elon right. Musk situation. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, followed it up with, uh, don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you did already. That's so great. <laughs> it's true. So great. Now, so the question is, people are waking up, but are, what are they waking up to? Are they waking up and saying conservatives are right or are they just waking up to the things that we've always had in common where where conservatives, the people like us have said, guys, we didn't change. You changed. You changed. Mm -hmm. The Democratic Party is no longer fighting for what you say you believe in. They're not built. They're not fighting for the Bill of Rights. They are fighting for socialism and communism and a fundamental transformation of America. Well, I hope that they are waking up, especially to the Democratic Party thing, because do you remember it was racist to say anyone was a Marxist? It was crazy to say somebody in the Democratic Party is a communist. Well, tell me what you think of this story. Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut, one of the worst people in the world, spoke at an awards ceremony over the weekend hosted by a Communist Party affiliate whose leaders used the event to recruit potential members 
into the Communist Party. Now, he's one of the wealthiest members of the Senate, which let's put that aside because actually it's it's his wife. I just love a man who never really even created wealth, but is living off of his wife. It's so beautiful. Mm. Blumenthal appeared even as Democratic leaders have downplayed allegations that many in the party support socialist or communist policies. So they are still saying, no, we don't support that. But then how do you explain Blumenthal going and speaking at the Communist Party event? Blumenthal was introduced at the event by Lisa Bergman, a Communist Party member who blamed corporations for the imperialism that exists in our world that is undermining the labor and environment movement. Uh, She also had there was another communist MC, Ben McManus, issued invitations at the ceremony to join the Communist Party. And I quote, if you're not already part of the Communist Party, we invite you to participate and contribute and join. There's more and more people talking about socialism in this country as it becomes more and more clear that capitalism is not going to work for our future. So tell me what's happening there. Democrats, explain this. Can you imagine if if somebody said, I am definitely not part of the Klan, but then you're invited to speak at a Klan ceremony, awards ceremony, and you speak, and when you're speaking, everybody's like, and by the way, make sure you join the Klan on the way out. How would you explain that? Because I think that would be unexplainable. I think anybody who did that, it would be pretty hard to say, oh, yeah, he's not he's not clan friendly. No way. No way. How is it that the Democrats don't care that they are now having Dick Blumenthal, a guy who's not known in the in, you know, in the media circles as the radical? He's kind of the law enforcement kind of guy. I just, you know, I just want to make sure that everything is running, you know, and really buttoned up. Uh, I'm uh, I'm certainly not a communist. Really? Then why are you speaking at the Communist Party award ceremony? We have to wake our our friends and family up. And and this is why I've been saying for a while our unum has always been the Bill of Rights. When Biden says freedom, and we're just talking about you having to get a vaccine. What's the big deal? The big deal is the government doesn't have the right to tell me what to put into my body. That's the big deal. You don't have a right. So stop trying to do it. You don't have a right to force companies to make me do it. You don't have the right to do it. Today is the day that the, the, the founders enshrined the Bill of Rights. They were very important. They still are. And those were the things that brought us together. Not our policies, not who we voted for, not things that we have to tax or not tax. It was the Bill of Rights. And when you have leaders of the Democratic Party speaking at the Communist Party annual awards. You don't have people who believe in the Bill of Rights. 
You have people who are working with or standing with people who are undermining the Bill of Rights. And that's the one thing we should still all have in common. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. New Year's right around the corner, so you need to be asking yourself, what are your financial goals? What is it that you're going to do to shore up your financial house? Where are the areas you can save money? More importantly, where are the areas where you're not saving money? It's a difficult thing to do, but it's made a lot less difficult if you pick up the phone and call American Financing and do it today. The Fed is meeting today, and they're expected to lay down the hammer uh, and let everybody know what's coming next year when it comes to interest rate hikes. They're expecting to hike. Uh, if they if they say this is coming right after the new year, I think the banks are going to start just doing it on their own before the Fed does, because they'll have they'll make extra money. American financing doesn't work for these banks. They work for you, and they're going to find the best financing for you, whether it's a consolidation loan, a refi, or a new mortgage. If you're paying over 3% interest, you're paying too much. Do it today. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, help me out on this. You you remember the uh, the most admired man thing? It comes out every year, right? Yes. Okay. The most admired men for twenty twenty one. Number one, Barack Obama. Mm, thank thank God. Number two, Bill Gates. Okay. Number three, Xi Jinping. Mm. Number four, Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. The soccer player. Number five, Jackie Chan. Number six, wait, wait. Hmm? Jackie Chan. Number Jackie six, Chan? Jackie Chan. The, the actor? The actor. Jackie I, Chan. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Oh, I, stop dwelling on Jackie Chan. Number six, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Number seven, uh, Prime Minister Modi from that's India. India, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, Vladimir Putin. We skip number eight. Well, who's eight? Was eight Modi? Modi. Okay. Yeah. Number ten, Jack Ma. <laughs> okay. Jack Ma. Okay. Now, what do you notice about that list? There's an international flavor to it. I would there say there is an international flavor it to it. Seems like a lot of leaders of the largest com- uh, countries are mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. And do you want to be on a list that features Bill Gates, Xi Jinping, and Vladimir Putin? Because <laughs> I really. I mean, unless it's a, a wealth list. Yeah. I don't think all yeah. three of those I'd like to right. be on a list Right. With. So now who's not on this list? You. Uh, well, yes, you I'm are not, not on this I list. Now, you've been on this list in the past. Okay. Hang on just a second. Who's not on this list? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. The president of the United States. Yeah. Usually you'd think. He's usually number one. Usually always the top three. Now, a former president of the United States is number one. Yes, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 13 is Donald Trump. Hmm. So where is our dear beloved leader? He's at number 20. Wow. Joe Biden. That's really low. Uh, I've never seen that before. He's number 20. Now, I would say, I mean, this is a weird list because, you know, I had to look up some of these people. 
I'm like the soccer players. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and it's hard to hard to believe. This is the list from 2009. Number one, Barack Obama. Number two, George W. Bush. Number three, Nelson Mandela. Number four, Glenn Beck. Number five, Pope Benedict. Six, Billy Graham. Seven, Bill Gates. Eight, John McCain. George H.W. Bush. Ten, tied Bill Clinton and Tiger Woods. Now, that's insane. Hmm. But what do you notice about all of those names? All of those names. With an exception of Nelson Mandela and Pope Benedict, they're all American-centric. There is not an international flavor to Correct. the list. Correct. Isn't that interesting how now, suddenly, we are all so international? Now, is that changing the methodology in any way? Is there... This one, this one is being put out by yougov.co.uk. So this is being uh, labeled as the uh, the man of the year, the men of the year. And they're giving us these top 10, which Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping at number three should set you off, should say, "Mm, you know, I don't really trust this list. Um, And I think this list is being pushed out because you just don't want Donald Trump in the top 10, especially if you just take the American centric people in the people that Americans would know, including Jackie Chan, that would put Donald Trump at uh, number seven. And I believe Biden either at 10 or 11. So Biden wouldn't make it. It's uh, incredible. I it, mean, it's it, it's crazy. It shows a massive problem Biden has going forward too, which is not only does you have the right, you have the right on the, that's just obviously does not agree with him. You have the middle who is noticing how terrible he is, and you have the left who has no passion for him. So there's just nothing there. He's a giant zilch of a president, and he continues to make things much much worse. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be difficult for him. Uh, if he does decide to run uh, again. By the way, Kamala Harris is number 11 on the mm. most admired women. Nine points ahead of her boss. That's how bad things are. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. This is crazy. The Glenn Beck program. All right, you're, you bought that lottery ticket last week. Your ship is just about to come in. And when that happens, you're going to be a gazillionaire and you won't have to worry. If your car breaks down, you can just throw it away and buy a new one. Well, maybe that'll happen, um, but I wouldn't count on it. I would count on my car being out of warranty and then it starts to break down. That's why you have Car Shield. When you have one of CarShield's many affordable plans, you're going to be in great shape for any covered repair. Nationwide roadside assistance, a rental car, the mechanic of your choice. What's not to love? CarShield will deal directly with the mechanic so you don't have to worry about any of it. CarShield has literally saved me and my family thousands of dollars. It could do the same for you. Check them out. Winter is here and it sucks for cars. Uh, Car Shield right now is the best defense against costly repairs that could put you into a deep freeze with your finances. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. 
carshield.com slash back deductible may apply. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Great Christmas present for somebody, a Blaze TV subscription. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, I told you a little bit about Facebook, something that people are not paying attention to. They should. Facebook is um, in a court battle with John Stossel. I have his attorney on with us at the top of next hour. So just about 25 minutes away. Um, but they have su- John Stossel has sued because of a fact check from Facebook that he says defamed him. Because they said that his facts were false. And John says, no, I've been in the fact checking business, you know, most of my life. And I know the difference between fact and false. And this isn't false. Well, he fought this. And in court now, Facebook has issued something uh, in their defense they say opinions are not subject to defamation claims while false assertions of fact can be subject to defamation so they're saying fact check articles this is a quote fact check articles are not the labels affixed through facebook platform the labels themselves are nearly near uh, neither false nor defamatory to the contrary they constitute protected opinion Now, the way I read that is fact check doesn't have to be based in facts. (laughs) Uh, They can if they have an opinion that says, no, that's not right, then they can claim that our facts are wrong, trumped by their opinion, which is the case we have been making the whole time. Where is the line for your opinion and facts because we know what the facts are you can then go in and say we disagree but who are you to say we disagree on our opinion we're arguing facts as john points out they they can pretty much do what they want on their website however it's it's a terrible way of doing business especially for somebody who claims they want to be the source of the public square conversation. Uh, I don't. Uh, they don't seem to act that way. And you know, they. You know, Twitter is doing something today where they are penalizing users who claim vaccinated people can spread COVID nineteen. Now, every every study, every study that. from the literal beginning has said that if you have, uh, uh, if you are vaccinated, you have a chance, a lower chance, but a chance of spreading COVID-19. There's that? never been a study that has said it's going to prevent every single case of spread. It's never occurred. So what? So how are they? What? So they're, And they're saying now, if you say, hey, you know what? I think, it, you know, you can spread it if you have if you are uh, vaccinated, which is true by literally every scientific report, including the scientists who work at Pfizer. OK, that doesn't mean that they are they're terrible and they're the worst thing in the world doesn't mean anything like that. But it does mean that, of course, the some facts some people are do the it. facts. COVID, you know, this is from the CDC website. If you are fully vaccinated and become infected with the Delta variant, you can spread the virus to others. Infections happen only in a small proportion of people who are fully vaccinated, even with a Delta variant as compared to people who are not vaccinated. But that does say both of those things say you can get it and you can spread it. It can happen. 
so and it, it seems to be even worse when it comes to omicron if that thing catches on here which it looks like it, it may so to punish the like you are punishing people for saying things that are on the cdc website hurry while they last on the website mm. pointer.org has just fact-checked my recent covid special uh, more specifically, the question, does the government co-own the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine? They also questioned my question on whether the government may have ulterior motives in mandating the vaccine. And here's their fact check. Is it true the government, and it should be, co-owns the vaccine, but is it true the government owns the vaccine, as Beck said? In short, no. Okay, in short, no. How about we look at the long form then? <laughs> I mean, why add in short? It's a yes or no question. Well, this is a topic that requires a short explanation. I guess I would personally say no, as the COVID origin story and the vaccine origin story are the biggest topics in the world right now. It's not even close, but it kind of seems like this fact check agrees because they follow up in their little in short, no remark with this little tidbit. And I quote, but as the New York Times reported November 9th, there is a long brewing disagreement between Moderna and the National Institute of Health over who developed a crucial part of the COVID-19 vaccine known as the mRNA sequence. And that could have implications for ownership of important patents related to the vaccine. So in other words, no, no, they don't co-own it. No in fact to prove it. There's a court battle right now going on between the government <laughs> and Moderna. And they're battling out in court to see who owns it or not. Right. Well, wait a minute. I showed you. The document with the signature and said, what's this all about? Did you know? Did you know that they co-owned? Did you know this was happening? Don't you think? Because if they're getting money or anyone in the NIH is getting money, we should know about it because that might, you know, be an ulterior motive. And, and by the way, we had conversations before this special even aired off the air. Yes. Uh, talking about all of the points they bring up here yep. and making sure that we included uh, uh, the nuance yeah. that existed. And then they, instead of fact-checking the special, they didn't fact-check the special. They fact-checked fact TikTok. Okay. They fact-checked what what part of the special went viral on TikTok, yeah. which is pretty frustrating. I don't know how we're supposed to control that. Yeah. Uh, Pointer also points this out. Quote, a lot of money is at stake, as well as uh, a big say in the distribution of vaccines worldwide. If the NIH scientists were named as inventors on the sequence patent, that would enable the government to collect royalties on the patent and to license it as it sees fit, including, some have noted, to other vaccine manufacturers besides Moderna. The result could have long-term consequences for global vaccine access. Well, now, maybe it's just me, but a lot of money is at stake, at stake kind of sounds like maybe we should look for ulterior motives it's interesting how they point out royalties 
to be paid to the government, because if you go down to page 125 on the agreement that we showed you between Moderna and the government, you'll find an interesting appendix called royalties appendix. Now, if there's no co-ownership, why is there a royalties appendix? It says if any vaccine is produced based off their collaborative research, then Moderna would owe the government an initial sum 60 days after the signing of this agreement, October 2019, and then every year annually. If you scroll down to page 127, the government instructs how those royalties would be paid. Now, why would Moderna be paying the federal government In fact, there's even an account number on page 127 that shows that the money should be directed to the Federal Reserve Bank. I don't know. That kind of sounds like money is changing hands or could change hands if they co-owned this, if they developed it and they said, no, we developed this all by ourselves, then no money changes hands. No, we have a co-ownership and we gave you the mRNA uh, uh, mechanics and you added this. So we're partners on it. That's what it says. How is Pointer doing this? They found also no suspicion at all that Dr. Barrick was included in the collaboration between Moderna and the NIH. Not even a little suspect that the government and Moderna were working on a coronavirus mRNA vaccine and that they were sending research back and forth with the man, Barrick, who was working with Dr. Xi in Wuhan on coronavirus. There's no interest in that. This is the same Wuhan Where the pandemic began, it's not worthy of a question, I guess. And by the way, I have questions. We all should have questions. The facts are this. The government and Moderna have been collaborating on a coronavirus vaccine since 2015. The contract specifically states co-ownership of vaccine candidates. And on page 24, all data and material produced along the way. Royalties have been negotiated. Royalties are in the contract. Dr. Barrick, the man who had been working on coronavirus research with Dr. Xi, was included. And now there's a dispute between the government and Moderna on who owns what. That's the fact, Pointer. But don't worry, nothing to see here. Pointer's got it. They're smarter than you. You know. Just the it's just the government trying to mandate a vaccine that they're currently fighting on how much of it they were involved with inventing. And then the contract that states in black and white, the royalties that should be paid to the federal bank if anything is produced based off their collaboration. Nothing to see here. There's no ulterior motive. There's no co-ownership at all. So what the hell does this even mean? That's why I'm asking. There is no precedent for this. And if the government or government employees are going to benefit even a little off of a federal policy that contributes to that benefit, we should be asking these questions. That's what the media used to do. That's what Pointer says their whole mission is. I fact check Pointer. They're liars. They are liars specifically here 
They're liars. Fact check that opinion, Pointer. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you about Built Bar. If you didn't already know, here's how most protein bars help you lose weight. They taste like foam rubber. And then you eat a bite, and then you're like, wow, that's bad. And you don't eat anymore. Within weeks, you're down several pounds and praying for death, likely, every time it's time for another snack. Thankfully, that's not the way Built Bars work, because the maker of Built Bar understand that flavor comes first. The healthy stuff comes second. That's how Built Bars help you get healthier. That doesn't mean that they are not, uh, that they're not healthy. That's like, oh, well, we'll just stick some healthy stuff in it. No, no, no. Get the flavor right. And then maximize all of the things that you also want in it. The protein, the low calories, low carbs. Go to built.com. Use the promo code BECK15 and get 15% off your order. Uses real chocolate. It's tremendous. Built Bars in several different flavors. Use the promo code BECK15. 15% off at built.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. Have Ron DeSantis on tonight. He is the probably the second most hated leader in America, according to the left. And why do people uh, hate him? Um, because the media told you to, I think. I think, yeah. Um, very few politicians receive constant scrutiny that the Florida government, Ron DeSantis, has uh, endured over the last uh, couple of years. Elected governor in 2018, relative unknown, and three years later, thanks to the way he handled the pandemic in Florida, he's now a household name who is mentioned as a potential Republican presidential candidate in 2024. It's meteoric. A rise for a politician doesn't happen like this. For a Republican, it can mean really only one thing, and that is he drives the left out of his mind. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to him tonight. The full hour. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, live one-on-one tonight on my Wednesday night special. You don't want to miss it. I don't think I've ever done. Have we done? We had a bond before. I, I, I feel it was like a very short interview maybe, as well. Yeah, I can't remember, honestly. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you look at the. You mentioned the meteoric rise. If you go back, 2018, he's running for governor. He's a congressman, but like mm-hmm. you know, and we that may have been when we talked to him. Maybe yeah. when he was a congressman. Yeah. But he um, he is running for governor of Florida. He's the underdog in the race going in. Mm-hmm. He uh, wins by 0.4 percent. People Jeez. think that like this has been he barely squeaked that out against a guy who then got caught with all sorts of weird drug and sex things going on andrew gillum who was the rising star at the time whose entire career blew up so the day before that election ron DeSantis looks like he's going to lose and not even be governor of florida here we are three years later and outside of donald trump if he chooses to run again is the most mentioned favorite for the Republican nomination. Yeah. If Donald Trump were, I mean, and I, I'm not saying that he is going to run, but I think he's going to run. Yeah. Uh, if, if Trump is not in it, I think DeSantis will be the guy. I mean, he, he, as long as he just keeps doing what he's doing, he's just so strong on every issue. One after another, after another, he's done a good job. He's done a great job. And he great got a lot job. of criticism when he was running um, uh, for reasons that I don't think connected with who he actually is. He doesn't seem to be, 
they tried to paint him as this like crazy like i don't know steve bannon running for governor no. you know what i mean like you know no. and again like a lot of people you know steve bannon is who he is but like he's not a guy who you necessarily nominate for, to run for governor he's trump uh, without twitter yeah in some ways i think he is you know some people you know he doesn't have a lot of those uh moments where he doesn't you know he's not he's not bashing mika brzezinski for her face surgery correct. right like he doesn't correct. have those moments correct but he likes fighting with the media oh, a yeah. lot of the things that people like about trump he does pretty well and also he's done a good job running the state uh, i think you know of course anyone looks good to what we have in the white house at sure. this moment i mean he does like to troll i mean he he did do a vaccine press conference in brandon in, brandon. in front of brandon right. motors yeah so <laughs> You know, he does have that side to him. Uh, and yeah, he does. He, he's probably the only one that I've seen that can get away with it besides Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating yeah. interview. Uh, the full hour tonight, the Wednesday night special. This is the uh, last Wednesday night special of the year. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it tonight. Governor Ron DeSantis, 9 p.m. Eastern on BlazeTV.com and BlazeTV YouTube. This is the Glenn Beck Program.